0: Okay, boiler survey data, boiler shell sheets, um, okay, steam dome, thickness at the base, Bob, the middle... what are yes. you combing through right now? Um, well, Bryson, I'm working on my, my Form 4, my, my FRA, I mean, my Federal Railroad Administration Form 4, um, I've got to fill out this government form to get my steam locomotive recertified. But, Bob, you don't have a steam locomotive... Well, you know what Bryson, not only do I not have a steam locomotive, but after looking at this form, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And maybe we should bring in an expert.
1: I think we need a few experts for this situation,
0: Bob. (laughs) Hey, come on along. We're gonna explore steam locomotive certification today on Trains Live. Do you like what you hear? Listen, check out this episode in video with a Trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today oh wait a minute not a member try our 30-day free trial of trains.com the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era trains.com it's your home for the most comprehensive roading news and curated video series articles photos and so much more all about trains
1: It's a, it's a lot of this, stuff, this, isn't it, Bob?
0: This is, this is a stumper, man. I'm, I'm looking at this thing here. And, and uh, you know, for the, for the boiler shell sheets, we've got to uh, describe the first course, the type of material, the carbon content, the condition. Um, do that for the second course, the third course for the rivets. And we go on and on and on for, uh, let's see, six, seven, five, six, seven pages here. And it's it's pretty much a dissection of your steam locomotive to make sure that it is running properly.
1: It's an important so, government document Bob. yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so this is where I think we need that that expert help. yeah so with us today we have Ryan Gerhardt. Um, he is in fact you can see in the background there he is a caretaker for Black River and Western number 60. Uh, Black River and Western Railroad. Um, he is part of the steam trust that, that takes care of the locomotive, runs the passenger trains. And as a bonus, he's talking to us from Ringos, New Jersey today, right up the road from Flemington. Which which some I of, some of the guys, there guys, some, some of the guys from Springsteen's band, the E Street okay. band are from Flemington. Okay? okay. So hey, you get more than trains here on Trains Live. Hey Ryan, <laughs> welcome to the show. Glad to have you along today.
2: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Um, So first thing, you were sitting by a locomotive, which, uh, if my notes tell me correctly, was built back in 1937. Um, This is not going to be the first rebuild, um, but probably with you in charge, going to be one of the best jobs done, right? I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If I remember right, the locomotive, when originally built... um, worked or was sent out to Colorado and was on the the uh, Great Western. Um, it wasn't used a heck of a lot out there from what I understand but when it did it was uh, it was pulling sugar, sugar beet yeah. yeah sugar beet trains. Yeah. So um, do, do we get the history right so far?
2: Yeah that's correct. The, um, <laughs> the rumor is that it wasn't used a lot and there's no real reason why. Uh, it was the only Alco built locomotive on the roster, there uh, the rest okay. of them were Baldwin, so that could be why. It was also the newest, uh, being 1937. Um, sure. So there's that. That's the rumor, but there's no real reason why. <laughs> we don't know why.
0: Okay. All right. You know, and and, and it's I guess kind of surprising um, that it wouldn't have been used because you, you look at Northern Colorado, Northeast Colorado. Um, there, there even today there is some healthy sugar beet production out there. Um,
1: I didn't even know that. Yes. I was yeah. I the, no Great Western, <laughs> the Great Western Railroad still
2: exists today. Okay.
0: All right. All right. Now, the locomotive today is in New Jersey, runs uh passenger excursions on the Black River and Western. Um, and I don't know, you to me you guys are I mean, legendary, almost iconic. It's You know, when I hear of of short lines and and tourist passenger railroads in New Jersey, um, invariably, you guys come up. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
2: Yeah, so, um, you know, we've been running trains since 1965, uh, primarily with 60. They started in May of 65. And, um, you know, for the most part, it's been running ever since. There's been some periods of time where it's been down for maintenance. Yeah. but it's you know, it's always been the primary motive power. It's also traveled offline to several locations, um, but it's called its home here for the majority of its life. Okay,
0: now let's talk about where you are right now with the locomotive. It is time, sure. um, as we noted at the, the top there, uh, it's time for its Form 4 inspection. It's, it's 1,472 day or 15 year rebuild. Um, right. You guys have already started on the rebuilding. Kind of take us through where, what's been done so far, where are you at the moment?
2: Sure, so uh, we started the re, uh, the, I, I, it, some people call it a rebuild. It's really a, a inspection. Uh, we started in November of 23. And so to start that process, you have the locomotive and you have to disassemble everything surrounding the boiler to inspect it so okay. the jacketing comes off the piping uh any uh, appliances that are around that area and so that is a time consuming process uh you know given the fact that we are volunteers we primarily work saturdays um so we yeah. have to make the best use of our time uh on those saturdays to make sure that we can keep the process moving so um you remove the jacketing, you remove everything around it and now you have your insulation you remove that and now you have your boiler shell and so you have to clean that uh we went around the boiler with a needle scaler to remove all of that uh we have a we had a protective coat of paint on that so we removed that um inside the cab it's completely disassembled you can probably see it behind me uh sure. you have to remove all that jacketing the firebox door valves everything comes off um Boiler interior—you have to remove all of your tubes and flues. So we are in the process of that right now. We actually just removed—we have 28 five and a half-inch diameter flues that hold our superheaters. Those uh, just came out on one day, a couple of days ago, and so now we're in the process of removing the remaining uh, two-inch tubes, the smaller diameter tubes, which we hope to have out in about two or three days. So that's where we're at right now.
0: Okay. Now let me let me go back for a minute. The uh, the the scaler that you talked about, it, is this is this like the thing the dentist uses on my teeth to get the, the plaque off? I mean, is this kind of a <laughs> we're removing any loose? To, what, what 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 is this? What is this tool? <laughs>
2: so it's an air powered tool that um, it's it's in a tube shape and it has small needles that uh, are, move back and forth by the air. That removes any of the the material off the boiler. Uh, okay. So there's probably there's I don't know thirty of them that are. It's a high, high pressure tool that removes that material off.
0: This sounds like a a messy, dirty job that you're in, goggles That's and a face mask and well, steam isn't clean, and Bob, earplugs. <laughs> and earplugs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, It's, okay. it's
2: Loud. Um, you're uh-huh. you're not talking to anybody while you're doing that because you can't. hear <laughs> <laughs> and it is messy. all the all the um you know the old paint is coming off during that time
0: but in doing that you're it's kind of like the final step where you're getting right down to the metal on the pressure vessel that you really want right. to be be testing out here okay right. um let's let's go back to to where we we're at the opening we were talking about the the fra the federal Art administration form 4 which is ultimately what you are going to fill out as uh, part of the inspection here, and like I said, it's it's a form that's six pages long, and believe it or not, at at the top of the form, and let me let me just let me read this to you. There's a there's a box here, and and Ryan, I want to see if if you shed some light on this. Um, public reporting burden for this information collection is estimated to average. 30 minutes per response, including time for reviewing instructions, searching existing data sources, gathering and maintaining the data needed, and completing and reviewing the collection of information. So the FRA is saying it should take you 30 minutes to to fill out out the six pages. Um, I'm gonna guess, however, the data collection to get to filling out the six pages is probably gonna take a little longer than 30 minutes.
2: A little bit longer, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how, you know, in the beginning, I was I was making light of, you know, on here, um, say just the, the, the part that says boiler shell sheets. And they wanna know, you know, type of material, wrought iron, carbon steel, alloy steel, carbon content condition. And they want that for each course of the boiler plus the rivets that are holding those courses together that's that's something that in the in the process here you need to examine and take measurements and uh, i'm going to imagine build up a a pretty big volume of records to get uh, four lines filled out mm-hmm.
2: correct yeah so um the way that we're going to do it we already started gritting the boiler is the boiler uh is separated into the different courses and so There's gridding that we put in place in one foot squares, and we take several ultrasound readings of that metal in the square to test the thickness. Um, And so we we, uh, record those readings uh, all around each course of the boiler, around the firebox, inside the firebox, your outer and inner sheets, and that's how you collect that data.
0: Wow. Okay. So, so uh, some folks on your crew, and I'm, I'm saying folks, multiple people, are actually drawing with chalk or, or some other visible uh, marking, uh, measuring the boiler and putting this grid on there.
2: Correct. Yes. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that I'll- in itself... That in itself is a time-consuming process. Okay,
0: <laughs> I bet. And then I'm going to imagine also that you're probably um, numbering each one of those grid squares.
2: Yeah, so we, we organize, organize it in a way that we can uh, draw up a spreadsheet and and have that data in the spreadsheet so we know where you know, we're getting those readings at each
1: spot. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, okay. I like that.
0: All right. And and now let, let's take it a step further. I, I will also imagine that if you have that now on this rebuild, um, the next rebuild, you've got now a baseline that you can compare. And you guys might even have data from a previous rebuild that you are comparing this time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. We actually... Oh, wow. um, it, the, the last rebuild which was completed in 2012 um we have all the data from that time and so when we take the calculations this time we can compare um each course each boiler course each section to see what those numbers were then compared to now and hopefully they're you know there's they're pretty much the same <laughs> hopefully okay. that's the hope
0: what okay uh, obviously the, the the i mean the ideal was that if it's and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know, if it's like one and three eighths inches, is that kind of what we're talking thickness on the boiler here? Or what kind of, what are we talking for a thickness on a course, on the boiler course?
2: It, it depends. Uh, I, I don't recall off the top of my head what the specific uh, thicknesses are on okay. each of the of the boiler. I know the two, at least the front tube sheet, I believe is half inch. Okay. Um, okay. So, but, right. you know, like I, we, have, we have that data and, you know, I could pull that up and take a look there. I just don't recall at the top of
0: my head. Okay, so so hypothetically, let's say half inch thickness on that, that front boiler course. So when you guys look at it this time, how, you know, 0.5. So what is, um, you know, what is what kind of a number are you looking for? Like a
1: tolerance. Yeah, yeah.
0: you know, are, are we looking, you know, point four nine nine point four nine seven?
2: So it depends uh, on the thickness of the material, where it is Um, really what we're trying to determine uh, by running the calculations, because once you take, once you have that data, you have to run a series of calculations to determine that the course of the boiler or wherever you're taking the measurement can withstand a safety factor of four. What that means is basically the engine operates at 200 pounds, theoretically that. Boiler should be able to withstand 800. Wow. Um, okay. So that that's what the calculations are. That's what we're trying to determine. Um, you know, trying to ensure that the boiler is safe to operate. You know, with that safety sure. factor.
0: Okay. All right. Now let me let me go down a little different path here because this, I mean, everything you have explained so far has been, I mean, literally, right down to the nut and bolt to the you know, thousandth of a of an inch here. Um, the other thing, when I was looking at the FRA's website, um, unlike the IRS with your tax forms, okay, there's no instructions on how to fill this thing out. Okay, <laughs> there, there's there you know, <laughs> I go I do I go do my taxes right, and it you know it tells me that you know hey what you got in your paychecks you put into this line right here. Okay. Uh, but they get a little more complicated than that, yeah, yeah <laughs> okay. this, is, this is pretty complicated here, but yep. you know there there's nothing here that says that basically walks through what you just said. Um, so how how does a guy like you know how to fill out a form for and do it correctly?
2: So, I'm relying heavily on the gentleman, uh, multiple people who did this form last time and so uh, several of them <laughs> several of them are uh, actively involved and assisting with this rebuild so um i am like i said relying heavily on them to show me the process not only with the form but taking the calculations gritting the boiler out making sure that the boiler ready to be gridded out you know i've i've been talking to them a lot to make sure that you know the process that we're doing is the right sequence of things to do to make sure that we can get the best you know results in an efficient amount of time because uh sure we don't want to take longer than it needs to yeah
1: now the last rebuild how long did your uh your last inspection or rebuild take
2: the last one took about 12 years Mm -hmm.
1: is that kind of what you're anticipating here or no
2: (laughs) 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 no um we don't have a set date, um, but we are anticipating it not taking that long.
1: Okay. Yeah. That's.
0: Hey, everybody wants to see this locomotive pulling a passenger train again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you know that. that yeah. I mean, it, it's interesting, and I, and I to it, Ryan, you're you're bearing out something that that we've heard um, with other steam shop crews in the contemporary setting. Um, yeah. There there is no manual, and. You are handing a craft and a practice down through the generations. um, That if you guys weren't doing this, it would be it would be lost. Yeah. Um, I I am also going to point out, Bryson. (laughs) You notice Mr. Ryan is is a fairly young looking guy, just like he he looks
1: about my age. Yeah, he looks
0: about your age. Uh, How Ryan? How old?
2: I'm 25. We are
1: the same
0: age There now. we go. Oh, geez. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> hey, listen, folks. The future of STEAM is in the hands of the 25-year-olds. Um, and you know. Black
1: River has a pretty young organization. I know a okay. few guys from there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are a MR subscriber, you'll notice uh, Frank DeStefano. He did a 1800-style layout in his Manhattan apartment. Yes. He's a volunteer for Black River and Western. Okay. And I have another friend who's about the same age as us who, I believe Dylan, he does the non-STEAM operations for you guys, he was yeah, telling so, me? Uh,
2: yeah, so he does, uh, he handles a lot of our operations. He also has taken the lead on some of our projects on our passenger cars. Yeah. Um, he He's actually doing a project right now, uh, rebuilding uh, one of the trucks up of our CNJ coach. Okay. Uh, so he got two... One one truck is already complete. The other one is in progress, and so we're hoping to have that car out uh, for our Easter trains next month. Um, <laughs> new axle, new wheel sets, uh, different, you know, parts made up for that. So the truck is out of the car. It's in our shop behind me. And once it's uh, complete, we'll roll it back out, put it back underneath the car, and, you know, have a brand new, not brand new, but rebuilt truck, you know, that will ensure sure. the car can you know run trains <laughs> for the foreseeable future
1: so preservation is in the hands of some some young guys Bob yes, it's a Bright uh, future
0: here uh, it, well you know and, and Bryson I think and, and Ryan has bore this fourth and we've seen this in um a number of other preservation institutions where that that knowledge is getting handed down and handed down because they're there isn't a manual, you know, with with the FRA form four. There is no instructions, <laughs> and um, to to see that craft, um, that respect for the equipment, the respect for the process um, being moved forward. Now, you know, I mean, steam left American Railroads main mainline about the nineteen early night. Well, late fifties by nineteen sixty. And you know, here we are, well over fifty years removed from that, and yet we're going to have a safe, efficiently re- rebuilt, inspected uh, locomotive. Um, hey, Ryan. How, okay, you go through the process here. How many how many times do you think Number Sixty can go through uh, this inspection and this the the, the process here?
2: Um, well, you know, we, we don't operate. So the inspection is, uh, the they call it the 1472. So it's 1,472 operating days or 15 years, whatever comes first. And so, uh, based on our operating schedule, we don't come close to operating that amount of days with steam. Okay. So obviously 15 years is the interval. So, uh, for 60s, Life, it's every. It's going to be every fifteen years that it'll go through this process.
0: Okay. Now, um, and I guess also just to clarify too, one thousand four hundred seventy-two days. Now, those are days where you actually have fire in the firebox and the boiler is at pressure.
2: Yeah. So uh, the they can cons- the upright considers the locomotive operational when there's a fire in the firebox and the boiler pressure is above atmospheric pressure. Um,
0: okay, so interesting.
2: Pretty much every time the locomotive is under steam, it is considered a operating day.
0: Okay, and so it's, it's either 1,472 of those days or 15 years, whichever comes first. Correct. And I suppose you can't buy the extended warranty to, you know... Get... <laughs> They don't have extended warranties for steam locomotives, do they? Nope, no. Yeah. <laughs> nope. What? Um, okay, so you you've got the boiler stripped down, um, appliances all off. What? Okay, what so far has been the most challenging, and have there been any surprises along the way uh, thus far?
2: So I, I would say a challenging part uh, that we've encountered so far is the removal of the flues. Um, you know, it's, it's a process that not every flu you know, some flus come out pretty easily and some don't. (laughs) Um, so it's just the nature of the game. So that's a challenge. Um, but you know, surprisingly the disassembly overall, I think has gone very well. Um, we've had great crews here that work, you know, close to 10 hours a day. Um, on Saturdays, we were disassembling the engine. Um, so, surprisingly, that has gone very well. Um, it was, you know, we started in the, uh, late November and we're in February, and we have the engine pretty much completely wow. disassembled, just working uh, on Saturdays. So, that in itself, I think, uh, has surprised me the most at just how well everybody wow. has worked together and have been able to get to this point
0: and i'm going to imagine pulling out a flue is a job ab- about as fun as running that the scaler that you described i mean yeah this- <laughs>
2: yeah it's 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 a, it's, it's a challenge yeah and you know you have to have a couple people involved with it and it's time consuming
0: okay so you're 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 in the boiler uh, both on the smoke box on the front end and i'm going to imagine also in the firebox on the the back end and yep. What what kind of tools are we we use? I mean, you're not you're not sending me in there with a hacksaw. I'm gonna imagine this <laughs> this is got to be a little more sophisticated than all of that.
2: <laughs> yep. So we what we did was uh, we prepped the front tube sheet um, by using a torch, and on the rear tube sheet we cut the the flue out on the back, and we used a uh, a, back, uh, a mini excavator to uh, pull the flues out one by one. <laughs>
0: So wait, hold on, hold on. Time out here. So one of those little diggy dirts, were you pulling these flues out the the front of the locomotive out the smoke box or
2: out the smoke box, yes.
0: Oh god. So we <laughs> we cha- chained on around each one after you got it loose and
2: we Yeah, yeah. We uh, took some we the process we did was we took some threaded rod and we welded it to the flue and uh, clamped it on and <laughs> pulled it out.
0: Okay, that's there's no, awesome.
2: Yeah, there's really there's a lot of ways to do it. There's, there's no
0: manual for this. Yeah, Bob. this is <laughs> this is this is think on your feet. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Now. Okay. Now, Ryan. In. in this is one way to do it. This is one way that you guys are doing it. I'm I'm going to imagine the guys at the, you know, at the Nevada Northern or or uh, you know, say on on uh, the Reading and Northern or, you know, Union Pacific with their big boy, they probably have got a different method. Um, are you guys recording how you are doing these things each time? You know, is there is there some notes in the big book somewhere that says, you know, to remove flus... You, you know, cut the back, you, you know. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I've been taking notes, actually, every work session we have. I've been taking notes as to what we did uh, each session. And, you know, I think it's good to do that because in another 15 years, we're going to have a reference uh, for, for what we did. And there's always ways to improve. So we can take that reference and look at it. And maybe there's a better way to do this and we can modify it. But it, at least uh, I have that record keeping to to show uh, what we did.
1: Sure. Now, wow. speaking of records, working with a pressure vessel is a fairly, you know, when they are, you know, pressured up, it's a pretty dangerous, you know, Your
0: safety situation. You, yeah. yeah.
1: So are you being audited, like, by the FRA? Do they, does the FRA know that this inspection is going on? Like, how does that communication between the federal government or, you know, administration happen between the organization and them
2: uh yeah so we're we're very open with the fra um we will invite them periodically to come out and take a look at the work we're doing um they'll ask for documents that we present um so we always show them you know all the paperwork that we have for the locomotive um so yeah it's important to to be open and have that open line of communication with them uh, to talk about what you're doing absolutely
0: now I'm thinking you know, along those lines Ryan. Okay, so you you know you build a house in a certain municipality and there's a building inspector and he's you know he's probably the only building inspector for that particular town especially the smaller towns. And you know he's going to get to know the electricians and the plumbers and he's going to kind of know who's who and what style of work each of them do do you folks for this have uh, one representative or just a few representatives from the FRA somebody that is getting to know you folks and mm-hmm. see what you're doing
2: yeah we have a gentleman who comes by um, you know we we do the yearly inspection every year so they'll come out for the annual witness the hydro um, same gentleman he handles uh, the different railroads in the area and typically they'll bring along a couple other people. Uh, from the FRA to take a look at the engine as well.
0: Okay, probably, probably like you guys are doing so that there's knowledge of the organization that gets handed down uh, through, on their side as yes. well. Absolutely. We get, we get this all done. We've got everything back together. We've got a, we've got a you know, we're, we're ready to, we're ready to, you know, put the seal on and say this thing is good to go you've got your your six pages filled out how does this actually get delivered to the fra and 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 what do they i mean what do they actually do with this once they get it
2: (laughs) yeah so uh we'll mail the form four to the fra for review and they will review it they'll go through everything to make sure that everything looks good all the calculations are correct and Um, go through that review process and then they'll get back to us and sometimes they may ask questions that we can answer um, and ultimately uh, we'll get that approval eventually with that.
0: (laughs) So is is that actual, is that final approval, is it actually just off the form or is there some kind of uh, final field inspection that goes with this as well?
2: Yeah, so they have to come out and they'll witness uh different types of tests they'll you know they'll come out and witness a hydro test they'll typically come out for a steam test um and other inspections around the locomotive as well okay. so there's there's different field inspections that they do as well
0: and the hydro the hydro test that, if i remember it, that that is the hydrostatic test where uh the boiler is pressurized not necessarily under heat but to inspect for leaks and, and whatnot. Correct.
2: Yeah. Yep. Okay. The boiler is the boiler is pumped up with water um, and is pumped to 25 percent higher than the operating pressure. So for us, okay. we operate at 200 PSI. It's pumped up to 225.
0: OK, to wow. Yeah, this is this is this is <laughs> 150. Okay. 250. All right. <laughs> this is this is an undertaking. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you when you think about it, the the net end is the the completion of one simple form here. But to get to that point, um, pretty, pretty incredible. Pretty incredible.
1: Now, how many people do you have working on this project? You know, I know you say you're all volunteers, so it's on weekends. But about how many show up every Saturday?
2: Oh, we usually have six seven eight people that are working on it uh each day um doing different things so a couple people will be working on the tube sheet a couple people will be needle scaling uh so there's different jobs that we
1: give different people to do that's a lot of work for that little amount of people that's great to see how to know how far they've come so far since november yeah
0: that this is this is an organized crew it is hey we got us experts here um ryan what okay your crew is volunteer, all right? So, I mean, obviously you have a, another job that's, that's paying the rent. What, what do you do in real life when you're not enjoying the trains?
2: Um, well, my uh, real job is trains as well. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Not long>. Okay.
2: <laughs> so I work for the Chesapeake and Delaware, which is the freight company. Sure. Um, one of them, uh, Black River is one of those railroads under that umbrella, so uh, my job uh, title is transportation services manager. I uh, primarily deal with all of our freight customers to ensure that they're getting the service that they require. Um, a lot of different things, you know, we're short line, so everybody wears a lot of different hats, but primarily that's what I do. Um, okay. So Monday through, Monday through Friday, it's freight trains, and the weekends are for the uh, steam engine.
1: Steam trains, <laughs> That's That's cool that he works on the railroad that, you know, that they operate on.
0: Well, you know, and that, and I think, I think Ryan and and YouTubers make a good point here with this is that, you know, here we have a group that is doing a steam locomotive to run on the railroad that they basically work on. And just that, that, that circle of knowledge that is being built up here. um, I think, I mean, to me, it gives me a greater confidence that, uh, that you guys are, are you know, going to be safe operators. You're going to know the railroad that you're on, um, and it just, it just kind of ups the ante um, as a, as a tourist line altogether. That's, it, you're checking off some good boxes here, man. So <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, we are talking with Ryan Gerhardt, who is with the Black River and Western Railroad with their Steam Trust. Um, you can see over his shoulder there in the shops um at ringo's new jersey uh black river and western number 60 um in my for my money a fairly iconic steam locomotive built back in 37 um it is undergoing its 15 uh, year uh fra form 4 inspection which we found out takes a lot more to fill out the six pages than just writing some numbers down here hey stepping over to the bookcase today the
1: bookcase bob's, got, bob's yeah good. mr bookcase. bob's
0: railroad bookcase Listen, I got got one big, fat book for us today, man. (laughs) That is is a large book, Bob. Let's see if we can get SkyCam dialed in. Um, You know, Ryan was talking about all kinds of different parts on the locomotive and and the boiler, and the boiler courses, and the appliances they've taken off. Well, starting back in the late 1800s, um, Simons and Boardman Publishing began putting out something called the Locomotive Encyclopedia. Now, it eventually got combined Locomotive and Car Builders Encyclopedia, but this is, this is a catalog for steam locomotives, okay? You know, if you look in here and you want to find out about any part on a steam locomotive, it's in here.
1: Did you steal this from my office?
0: Yeah, I borrowed it off of your bookcase there today. Within the locomotive encyclopedia, and by the way, I've got the 1941 version here. If there's a part that goes on steam locomotives, say fittings for the cab and and boiler mountings. um, Here we have the Viloco bypass and relief valves. If you need a part for a steam locomotive, you looked it up in here. This was kind of the the shop man's catalog, if you want. Yeah. You know, today you go out and buy a new car and you go, I want, you know, AM, FM, stereo with this and a that. And I want the, you know, traction rear end and the super grip steering wheel. Okay, well, if you were building a steam locomotive, here's where you went and you looked. And what's also interesting about this, 1941, oh my God, we had some of those newfangled diesel locomotives uh, that were there. And there were some of the companies, Alco, of course, that we know for, Steam locomotives—they took out—they took out man the oh. huge look at this wow. <laughs> in color. Get your latest Alco locomotive. Wow! Same folks that built number sixty. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. The one book on the shelf today, the Simons and Boardman Locomotive Cyclopedia. Um, I've got the version from 1941 here. Now listen, folks. Um, this one, the further back you go, you are definitely looking library, museum, specialized library. Mm-hmm. You can pick these up at uh, train shows um, or off of Bryson's bookcase in his office uh, over at Model Railroad. No, I gotta, I gotta return mine. this. Yeah, um, look on um, look on, on the internet. There's a lot of the, the reputable used booksellers that have these um, available. And just as an added twist, this particular one, in uh, 1973, Kalmbach actually reprinted uh, the 1941 uh, version, uh, probably because, I don't know, had the big boy in it. uh was one of the more, more popular editions. Uh, but if you want to know about steam locomotives, there's the book. Yes. Simons and Boardman's uh, Locomotive Cyclopedia, they had one. Uh, you know, every year was an annual catalog. Yeah. Kind of like the kind of like the Sears Christmas catalog every year. You know? Yeah. I'll explain that to you sometime. Okay. <laughs> so, um, hey, Ryan, you guys have got a, a locomotive cyclopedia in the shop there somewhere.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: Good. <laughs> I'm going to imagine that it's probably well worn and a few grease spots and things like That's that. Right. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Hey, um, it's been a pleasure talking with you today. Best of luck uh, on on the rebuild. We're, we'll be excited to see when you guys get your six pages of Form 4 filled out and get your certification and, and get back out there.
1: Absolutely. We're
0: going to have to make a road trip.
1: I, I think <laughs> we're going to have to go ride this thing, Mom. Absolutely. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> um, we get a cab ride if we come out later on? Sure. We'll make you arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, folks, Ryan Gerhardt uh black river and western railway uh he's part of the the steam trust they're working on uh, the rebuild the form four inspection on number 60 that you see sitting there in the background Um uh, been a pleasure talking with you today sir yes yeah. so
2: thank you thank you both i appreciate it all
0: right thank you hey folks listen before we go come back all right um you need a puzzle that's where you got to go um, the latest Kambach books, you got to go there. Latest Kambach DVDs. DVDs. There you go. store.com. Check that out. Also, trains.com, um, Newswire, your, your latest and most up-to-date source of railroad news. Um, also, if you remember your homework assignment from a couple episodes ago, if you are not a premium subscriber, uh, make sure you take care of that. I love uh, it. unlimited. Unlimited. unlimited subscriber. Unlimited. Unlimited. Not just premium. Unlimited folks. Trains.com Unlimited. There you go. That means that you not only have access to the podcast of Trains Live, which you can get through regular sources where you find podcasts, but you also get the video uh, portion as well. And as much as the audio is very dynamic, uh, there's a lot of things that we do here in the studio that seeing the video version uh, is good. So trains.com unlimited subscriber all right hey thanks for being along today Uh, we will see you down the tracks again with more behind the scenes things uh all things trains and listen until then really want to see you nestled in the pages of trains magazine
1: and model railroader see ya
0: do you like what you hear Listen, check out this episode in video with a trains.com unlimited membership. Click the link in the episode notes and watch it today. Oh wait a minute, not a member? Try our 30 day free trial of trains.com, the ultimate online portal for anyone who loves trains of any size from any era trains.com it's your home for the most comprehensive railroading news and curated video series articles photos and so much more all about trains